Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Judges. I know that's the uh uh-oh book, but I'm in Judges chapter number 16. If the Lord will help me preach this this morning for just a little while, and I don't know why I'm turned to this, uh, why this is on me so strongly, but God knows, and he knew who'd be here, he knew who wouldn't be here. God doesn't do anything by coincidence. He didn't make the earth, the moon, the star, the skies, and put us here just because he didn't have anything else to do. He put us here that we might be a people that would worship him and bring him glory. You're not born here. If you want to know why you were born, the book tells us why. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. It's for the pleasure of God. You're not here to see how much money you can gain or glean in this world, how many homes or automobiles you can buy, or how many parties you can attend. You would put here for the pleasure of God. God has a plan and a purpose for every person that's ever born upon this earth. Say, well, how does he know all that? He's God, that's how he knows it. He said, I am God and there is none other. I'm God and there's none other like me. There is none other than Jehovah Jireh, Elohim, El Shaddai. He is Yahweh. He is God Almighty. In in Judges chapter number 16, I'm going to read verse 4. Then I'm going to jump over at verse 15 and read down through verse 22. That's a lot of reading for me, but you stay with me. I'll be as quick as I possibly can. Have you found Judges 16 and verse 4? And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. Verse 15 said, And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. In other words, it's about to kill me. That he told her all his heart And said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. She made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson, He awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes 
and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Father, I love you. I thank you for the morning, the time, the songs, the opportunity to worship you in spirit and truth for everyone. God, how blessed we are to have these people in our congregation today. So Lord, help me, help me today. I want to do what you'd have me do. I'm asking you, Father, oh, holy God, I pray you fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Preach me to your glory and with your power. I love you and I thank you. Oh, God, let us choose you over things of the world. Let us choose you, God, that you might empower us to do your work and to be, your, to do the, be the obedient child you'd have us to be. Bless this word today for your glory. I'll praise you forever in the name of the King Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. I want to preach this morning for a little bit on this thought, passions, passions or power. Passions or power. A brief history of the book of Judges, you know this, about 300 years this takes place with inside these book, this particular book of Judges. Here's what it is. The people serving God. They begin out with Joshua. Joshua brings them into Canaan land. We sing about that. They're serving God. It's not long they go from serving God to sinning against God. That just like it's a continual circle. You see it for 300 years in this book. They're serving God. They begin to sin against God. They forget about God. The things of the world look more appealing. They don't want the blessings of the Lord. They'd rather have the false gods, false prophets. They'd rather have the things of the world. So they go from serving God to sinning against God. Sinning against God brings them into slavery. They're enslaved by the things of the world and the other people in their particular area. The Philistines, the Amorites, the Moabites, all of them had their turn with them. They would become enslaved to them throughout this 300 year period. Here they are serving God, sinning against God, enslaved by sin, slave to sin. Sin will keep you where you don't want to be and hold you like you've never been held before. And there they are. And slavery turns into servitude. They begin to serve those things that are not of God. Like America today, God's on the back burner, but he's still in control. They're, they're serving over and over, you see this cycle. Then when they get in, in bad enough shape, Brother Mike Rimmer, here's what they do. They begin to seek God. I mean, when sin's broken them down, slavery's got them tore down. They're tied to things that's awful and life is bad. There's no joy, peace, love. There's no good things happening. I mean, it's looking bad and somebody else is ruling them over everything they do. And all of a sudden, they get a vision. They start seeking God. And you know what God does? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, Dennis, he saves them again. Now, and this is a different time under the law than now. You can't be saved but one time. But in this day, he rescued them. Maybe saves the wrong word, but they did save them out of their situation. Over and over and over, serving God, sin against God, slavery, servitude, seeking the Lord, God saves them out of their trouble. 
300 years, here's the cycle. You know that's the cycle in a lot of people's lives today. Here they are serving God. All of a sudden sin sneaks in. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. When sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. And they serving. And then all of a sudden things start going bad. And all of a sudden, oh my, how did I get here? I'll tell you how we get there. S-I-N. I is in the middle of sin. You can't spell sin without I. There we are. S-I-N puts us, brings us in that spot. Now everything's falling apart or we get sick or we need some help real bad. What do we do? Seek God. You want to see the long suffering of God? And with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, however many times you've fallen off, fallen down, got bad place, you know what he does? With a broken heart and a contrite spirit, God can't say no. He said yes, if you seek the Lord. You see what we have here? We have a man that was empowered by God. He was given supernatural strength. Now all the old Bible pictures that we have in the Bible, picture books and all that, they show Samson looking like a Hercules. He's got biceps that's 22 inches around and, and, and his, 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 the, the calves of his legs as big as bowling balls and he's six foot nine and they, I'm telling you, he's a monster looking man. I don't believe he's over five foot eight. You want some scripture to go with that? What does God use to confound? He uses the weak things, brother. If he was a monster of a man, it wouldn't have been no different. It wouldn't have, they'd have thought they could have contributed to, to strength or health or wealth or so, just like people do today. But you know what it was? It was supernatural. I mean, what's so special about this guy? He looks like a hippie from 1973. He's got his hair hanging down his back because it's never been cut. Then that was a, listen, that was a shame to men in those days, long hair was. But he bore the shame of that as part of his Nazarite vow. That's why he couldn't cut his hair. And as long as the hair abound upon him, Brother Branch, he was abiding under the vow or covenant with God. And here he is. Here he is from his mother's womb. He's been this way. But I want you to see something. I want you to see something uh, in this. He comes to this woman in Sorek. Now you're going to find, in this story, you're going to find that it was progressive for Samson. He went, catch me, he went down to the Philistines. He went down to the Philistines, I think that's how you really pronounce He went down the Philistines. He sees a woman down there. You better be careful today. Hear me and hear me well. The Bible said, be not unequally yoked together. You better know what and who you're hooking up with. And I use that term loosely. That is not a, that is not a permissive or, or uh, that is not permission to be doing that or what the they call in the world today and, and having sexual relation, but I mean connecting themselves. The Bible is very specific about that being unequally yoked. What has righteousness to do with unrighteousness and what has light to do with darkness? It can't go together. You can't put oil and water together. Listen, the Bible's very plain. Now, people do it every day. It's an everyday thing. It's an occurrence. But I'll tell you what it brings. It brings heartache, misery, and disaster. 
He went down to that. Then he goes down to Timnath. He goes down there and going to Timnath, two times progressively going down, first to the Philistines, then to Timnath. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to go through a vineyard. A Nazarite couldn't be in a vineyard. He couldn't, even be, he couldn't eat grapes. He wasn't to have nothing to do with grapes. Not of the fruit of the vine. He wasn't to have nothing to do with them. Here he is. So first, he's, he's unequally yoked, trouble. Now, he's dabbling around in the vineyard. I think God sent the lion. God ever send a lion to drive you from where you're at? Mm-hmm. And you know what he done with that supernatural strength that he had? He smoked the lion. But he left the vineyard. He's going back down there again. Still going down. He's going back down. Thinks I'll, I think I'll check on what I've done. What I, 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 I want the woman. I want this. I, it's what I want. All about Samson. Listen. When we get to the place that it's all about us and not about him, we're in the wrong garden. Here he is. Here he is. I'm going to go see what what happened to that lion I killed. Sure enough, they something sweet and what he had done. What's he going to do? He's going down again. He's not supposed to touch any dead thing. Why? Nazarite vow. What's he do? Reach inside that corpse, get him a handful of that honey, and go out eating it, and then give it to somebody else. My, my. Ain't that just how the devil works? He goes down. I'm going to do this. That I want that girl. I want that. I want... I'm going through the vineyard. You're not supposed to go through the vineyard. I want to. All right. Here comes a line. I kill it. <laughs> I done it. Now he's killed a line. Now he come back. I'm going to check out what I've done. And he looks and now I eat the sweet stuff out of that. I give it to him. Now I'm going down, have me a wedding. Marry that girl. Going down, 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 down. When the enemy come against him, you know what they had to do? They had to come up. They had to come up. Now tell me, all the time God's trying to get him to live in a higher plane than he's living in. God's blessed him with supernatural strength. You, know, you stay with me, this will go somewhere, I promise. I don't have a clue where I'm going, but it'll go somewhere. God's blessed him with supernatural strength. And he has appointed him the 13th judge. He's going to be the last one out of this bunch. And he's, he's, put, him there, he's put him there to deliver them, the Danites, out from amongst the Philistines. And it takes, is anybody with me? It takes something supernatural to get you out of where you're at. You can't do it yourself. He gave this to Samson from the womb. Bless the Lord. He gave it to old Samson. Here's, the, here's God. He knew what Samson was going to do. 
He knew what Samson was. He knew what Samson was going to do before Samson ever done it. And yet God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My, my, what a good God we serve. He knew, he knows, he knows today. And here's Samson. And the enemy comes up now. He, he, he didn't fight against his own people. But watch this. His own people wouldn't join with him. His own people turned him over to the enemy. How about that? That sounds like, I'll not give a denomination, I'll just say sound like church people. The very one, the very one that's going to help him get out of this, could help him get out of this mess and does help him get out of it, turn him over to the enemy. He's tied up, breaks the bands, you know the story, kills him. Thousand men with the jawbone of an ass, new jawbone, by the way. Thing hadn't been dead long. Slays them people. Thousand heaps upon heaps. First time you find him calling on the Lord. You know why he called on him? Because he's in trouble. I'm thirsty and I'm going to die. First time you find him. It's going well. I'm going down. I'm going down, not talking to God. He's getting the honey. He's eating the sweet stuff. He's killing the Philistines. He's doing all this. I, I, me, my, I, it's my way or the highway. I'm going to have my way or die. Here's old Samson over and over and over. But then when he gets in trouble, Lord, he called on the Lord for water. And God hollowed a place in the bone and gave him a drink and his spirit revived him. Now watch this. All this has taken place and we come to where we're at today. He goes into a harlot in Gaza, goes down again. Has anybody seen the progression? Once you start down, don't matter how much power you got, you just keep going down. Here he is down, down. He's going down to Gaza, finds him a prostitute, hires a prostitute, finds out they're waiting on him to kill him when he comes out the gate, gets up at midnight, grabs the gate and runs off about 12 miles up the road Throws the gate down. Supernatural power. Now he meets Delilah. Soric means vine. You better be careful what's growing where you're at. He meets Delilah. And I'm telling you, head over heels, flopped out, fell down, can't get nothing on his mind but her. Here he is. Crazy in love. To the point. He's willing to sacrifice his power for his passions. He had the passion to go down to the Philistines. He had the passion to spend time in the vineyard. He had the passion to fight the guys. He had all the passions, passion for this, passion for that. All of a sudden, he's got the passion for a woman named Delilah. And he's talking about the very thing that'll take away his power. You know what you'll choose? You know what I'll choose? I'll choose power or passions. You know what's best? When power is your passion. But when passions 
or your passion, passions take away the power. We've got it in this story. Tell me, tell me, tell me, where's the strength? You know why she's wanting to know? She didn't care nothing for him. She's getting 1,100 pieces of silver from all these guys. 1,100 pieces from each one of them. I mean, it's a fortune. She's going to be set the rest of her days. She don't care nothing about Samson. She'll sell him. She'll sell him for a handful of money in a moment's notice. When I picked Pat up for the first time, driving a 64 model Dodge truck with holes in the floorboard you could spit through, an eight-track tape player laying in the floorboard that slid every time you went around the curve, and no muffler, and it smoked like a tar keel. And I put her in that thing and took her off. You know where she sat? She slid right over next to me. You know what? She wasn't ashamed of what was in because it wasn't the truck that impressed her. Your bride's still sitting by you, brother. If it's things they got to have, friend, it's not you that they want. Oh, my God, help me right here. We see, we see him being sold out for money. She don't care nothing about him. Can I tell you, that's the way the devil is about you. He don't care nothing about you. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll take your life. He'll take your witness. He'll take your testimony. He'll take your family. He'll take everything you've got and leave you laying on the side of the road somewhere and laugh at you the entire time. Tell her to say it again. We see him going down, down, down. Now he's nearly at the bottom. I'm nearly finished. You know what happened? His power was gone and he didn't know it. He'd chosen the passions over the power. And then when he needed the power, When he needed the power, it wasn't there. Hear me well, Christian, today. I ain't talking about making you unsaved. I'm talking about losing your power. I'm talking about having power to take somebody by the hand and do more than just say it. I'm talking about when you, when you speak, Lord. Let me give you an illustration. So there's a fellow. There was a fellow I used to work with years ago. And, and he had someone in the hospital and they had this, they had this hospital chaplain. Now, I'm not throwing off on hospital chaplains. Uh, I've done a little of that work. Just uh, it, It's not on a regular basis, but I've seen a lot of people in the hospital. And this guy come in and he said, you know what? He said, I'm going to tell you something, Mike. Something happened up there. I said, what was it? He said, well, that chaplain come in and this woman's to the point, Kevin, they're nearly passing. And he said, he come in, said he come in there and, and took her by the hand and started praying and said, Said it, it was like, it was just, he just said a bunch of words. He said, that old, country, that old hillbilly preacher, Donald Wattenberger, was coming down the hallway. Said, I seen him, said, hey, preacher, would you come in here and pray for this woman? He said, I'm just going to tell you. He said, he took her by the hand, and when he said, Lord, he said, they something happened. He said, I can't explain it. I said, I can. The Holy Ghost showed up. 
That's what happened. He said he prayed and he said, you know what? Everybody in there felt something. I said, hallelujah. You know why? Because it wasn't him that was praying. <laughs> it was somebody else. That is it. That's the spirit and the power of God. And when that's gone, I'm telling you, Christian, you don't have much. There's not much left. Oh, will I die and go to heaven? Oh, yeah, if you saved, you will. But you got no power. Got no testimony. People call you and ask you to pray. They request things of the Lord from you. You know what that is? Evidence that they've seen that on you. Here he is, Jimmy. And he shakes himself. He don't know the power's gone. And it's too late once he finds out. I want you to read, look at with me, one of the most sad verses in the Word of God in verse number 21. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. From what I've learned and researched and gleaned, you know what they do? You know what an ox goad was? An ox goad was a sharpened stick that they'd poke animals with. And they'd take that sharp stick and somebody would hold their head and they'd walk up to them and gouge their eye out. And then they'd pull it out and they'd walk up and they'd, ga- they'd, they'd gouge the other eye out. Now here's this guy with no eyes. Big stout Samson. No. Just broken down, weak man. Blind. One of the saddest verses in the Bible. You watch this. You know what happens when your power disappears? Your vision does too. When the power disappears, the vision is gone. And where there is no vision, A plus. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And when the power is gone, the vision's gone. And they take him in there and they make a mockery of him. Now we here we see Samson. They've put him, they've put him in fetters of brass. And he ground in their prison house. But they forgot to notice something. The hair on his head starting to grow again. It wasn't in the hair, but the hair was the sign of God's promise. And when that vow's renewed, when that hair grows out, and they see, and God sees that, I'm telling you, the power's coming back. Watch this. This is the assurance of God and his victory. So here we have the man who has been all about himself. And now he's by himself. That's the way that works. When it's all about me, my, and I, that's how where we wind up. And there's a little lad. And he takes him by the hand. They said, go get Samson. We're going to make sport of him. In other words, we're going to laugh at Samson. They bring him in there before Dagon, their, their, their god, big old carp head. Oh, fish head Dagon. That's their god. I'm glad, praise God, that God knocked his head off, aren't you? <laughs> All you Bible students got that. People who don't read the Bible don't know what I'm talking about. And they bring him before there. 
And here's a lad, I'm about done. Here's a lad leading him by the hand. Why? He's lost his vision. He can't see. Now we're about to get his second prayer. And his prayer isn't this. God, let me glorify you. It's Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me. Second prayer. Lord, remember me. I'm going to tell you, he's not forgot you. He may have forgot your sin, but he had not forgotten you. Lord, remember me, hey, and give me my power back that I might be avenged for my eyes. One writer said it like this. He's not got the New Testament part yet where we're supposed to love our enemies. Huh, he hadn't got there. He's in the old covenant. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. And he don't know, Brother Matt Dukes, how to get to where he needs to be. So somebody who doesn't have the power has the vision. And so the lad takes the guy who's got the power and puts him in the place that he needs to be. You know what happens? When the guy without the power is put in the hand with the vision and the one without the power, with with the vision and without the power, is put into the hand of the one with the power, something's about to happen. And you know what he does? You know the story? He dies with them. But he kills the Philistines more than any other time that he was alive. He killed more in his death than he did in his life. Can I ask you a personal question this morning? Verena, come to the pen. Can I ask you a personal question this morning? Are you grinding in the enemy's house? Can I ask you, are you in a progressive place? Are you going down, 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 or are you climbing up, up, up? Are you hearing what God says to you? Are you following him in the path that he wants you to go? Do you know what it is like to have his power and then not feel his power? Do you know what it is to have a vision and it be taken away or lost? Play me something soft. Every head in the house bowed, if you would, for just a moment. You want to see the grace of God? I'll give you what you asked for, Samson. I'll let you be avenged for your eyes. And I'll take the enemy out. While you do it. You know what God's given us as Christians? He's not given us the spirit of fear. Jimmy gave me this verse the other morning when I was reading on this. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Do you have that today? Do you have that peace that passeth understanding?
Are you able to say he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us? Do you need help, strength, healing? He's still able. But you won't get it until you humble yourself. There's old Samson standing before that, the enemy crowd. And when he said, Lord, remember me, God did. come this morning and say Lord I need some help from you Jesus paid it all I thank you for your time and attention this morning you've been easy to preach to Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.